Welcome to the Fully Restored Podcast. Christians often struggle to talk about areas of deep hurt like trauma or abuse, shame, or betrayal. These are deep soul wounds. Friend, Christ came to not only heal us from our sin, but from our soul wounds as well. My name is Kristen Klaus, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and author. And my guest and I are here to walk with you on your healing journey. We see you and hear you. Friend, if you hang with me, apply these truths to your life, you will be on your own path to a fully restored story. Grab your coffee, tea, or favorite drink, and let's get started. Hi friends, I am so grateful you're here with us today for the Fully Restored Podcast. Before we jump into my interview with today's guest, I wanted to let you know that today's topic of discussion is a difficult one and a topic that is best listened to away from children's ears. These interviews in this series are powerful, transparent, and real but also give so much hope for someone who's been abused. Please be mindful of your own triggers and know we are discussing these things to bring them to the light of Jesus and to help women find their own healing and hope. Thanks friends, and now to my interview. Hi everyone, this is Kristen Klaus and you're listening to the Fully Restored Podcast. I am so excited today to be joined by BJ Garrett. BJ and I are both contributing authors to the She Writes for Him Stories of Resilient Faith book, and I am so thrilled to have her on my show today. She also has a newly released book, Unwanted No More. So welcome to the show, BJ. Hey, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me on your show. This is so awesome. Absolutely. Before we jump in, and I'm going to have you share a little bit about yourself, I just want to talk about some fun facts. And I just love these. Fun fact number one, I got my first tattoo at age 43 after despising tattoos my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) It's true story. Yeah, true story. I can quote the movie Coal Miner's Daughter word for word. So give us one quote. Oh, oh, I got to be put on the spot. Um, Thank you so much. Probably an iconic scene is she says, pop that ground. You sound like an old bear. (laughs) And then the last one, I have wonky eyelashes that come to a weird point. You know, so I don't know why. It's kind of a joke because I sleep on my left side. So especially my left eye, they're just super wonky. And my daughters make fun of me and they're like, mom, you've got to do something. But like eyelash curlers, nothing seems to help. They're like permanently like just come to this weird point. So yeah, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's weird. You say weird facts. So those are my weird facts. Yes, absolutely. So BJ, tell us a little bit about yourself and the work you do in your family. Great. Thank you so much. Well, I am a mom of three living children. I do have two aborted children that I will reunite with in heaven someday. I have two almost perfect grandchildren, Aiden and Annabelle, and I have been married for 22 years to the love of my life, Jay Garrett. And I've been in full-time ministry for many, many years, but I currently have served as the executive director for Christ-Centered Abortion Recovery and Education. We use the acronym CARE, C-A-R-E, where I get to minister to men and women who have been broken and hurt from abortion in their past. 
Wow. So as part of our Redemption from Abuse series here on the Fully Restored podcast, BJ, can you tell us briefly about your Fully Restored story? Absolutely. I will start with a little story of when I was about 11 years old, maybe. I'll never forget. I was, we were living with this really old man and I was laying in bed and I I was awakened by this old man doing things to me as a little girl. And I tried to fight him off, you know, and I was pretty, you know, sassy even back then. But I remember trying to fight him off and he held me down and he said, I paid for you. You will lay here and I'll do what I want. And kind of from there, there was another time when I had watched my mother literally trade me for a bag of groceries from a gentleman down the street that lived not far from us. And I was so angry with my mom. Like I hated my mom so much. Like I will just share too, my biological father was one of my first and primary abusers, but the wonkiness of how I processed through that, I never even really acknowledged that my dad was an abuser in my life for many, many years. And I unhealthily, if that's a word, transposed all of the anger to all of the men that had been vile to me. I had really transferred all of that anger and hatred and poured it all into my mom. And don't get me wrong, like my mom kind of, I mean, she owns some of that anger that I poured at her because she was my mom. She was supposed to protect me, but I distributed none of my anger or my hurt to any of my abusers. She held the brunt of my pain. And so from there, I, girl, I just was, I responded like many girls in those type of circumstances responded. And I became very promiscuous at a young age. I had a live-in boyfriend by the age of 14. That tells you a little bit about our home life. And five days after I turned 15, I became a mom for the first time. And I would love to say that I was just, I grew up real fast and I did, but I made so many mistakes. I was a baby with a baby and it was hard. I dropped out of school. I went to work. I was in relationship after relationship, ended up having multiple abortions after that, being a single mom, working in the sex industry, and then God rescued me literally from the pits of hell, of earthly hell, I guess, and I committed my life solely and completely to Him. Immediately, I mean, within less than a year, I was in full-time ministry, serving and teaching youth. I just remember thinking like, God, who are you? Like, you know the things that I've done, yet here you are using me. And he has never stopped. Then, of course, as you know, just a you know, few months ago, my book was released. It's my memoir. And now here I am talking to you. So, ah, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. And really, there's so many things in your story that just really stood out to me. And one is just real quickly, based on what you said of here you are talking to me and writing a book that when we give our greatest pain, our greatest brokenness, those pieces of our life that are shattered and destroyed, and when we give those to Jesus, how he restores us, how he redeems us, and then some of us, he asks, 
to be the ones to turn around and go find those that have been broken and to give them that helping hand. And that's what you're doing through your book and the ministry that you're doing is saying, I know what you've been through. My story is different from yours, but I can understand the brokenness. And here, let me give you a hand. And here, let me show you the way. And what a powerful story you have. And just my heart breaks for what you experienced as a child and growing up. And and I think of the listeners who have experienced maybe being a teen mom and teen pregnancy and experiencing that and understanding that we don't always have I always describe for those that have experienced sexual abuse that when we were born, the way our life was meant to be is that we're in a house and we have a fenced in yard. And when we experience sexual abuse, somebody has torn down our fence. And so we don't have clear boundaries. So what was outside now comes in and what was inside now goes out. So we don't have good boundaries, especially when you experience childhood abuse. You don't have the boundaries to know what what is appropriate, what is not appropriate. You just are used to, well, these are the things that we do. And you had learned, as most of us who experience sexual abuse know, that in our thinking that how you get love and acceptance is through sex. Exactly. Which sounds like that's what led you into the sex industry and living with a boyfriend at 14 and just trying to feel love and acceptance. But society, that what was around you taught you, hey, your value is through sex. And that's what we feel like for those of us that experience sexual abuse. And if you're listening to the show and maybe you haven't experienced sexual abuse, but I can guarantee you, you know somebody because sadly statistics report that one out of every four women has experienced sexual abuse in their lifetime. And so if you can understand, because often we look at the actions of what people are doing and we don't understand the story underneath of why they're doing what they're doing. And your story truly displays the power of redemption of God's beautiful love for us, even while we are in the midst of our greatest sorrow, pain, and heartache. And it also speaks of how God goes out and finds us when we're lost, just like when he left the 99 sheep to go find the one. So what would you say the benefits of being redeemed are for you now? I love that um, visual so much because, um, I mean, I just, I'm very passionate about that. And like we kind of talked earlier, I never mind sharing the ugly pieces, but the joy comes from that redemptiveness from Jesus Christ. And so first of all, I have the hope and the promise of eternity with Jesus like that as Christian women, as believers, that's our hope, right? But beyond that, the power of redemption is truly when that burden of all of the shame, all of that ugly, the physical weight that I was carrying around. And let me tell you, it is a physical burden. It weighs you down. I was dragging just luggage after luggage, baggage after baggage full of ugly things that had been done to me from relationship to relationship. And I would add a little bit more to each, each piece of baggage with every, you know, thing that I did to myself on top of all of those things that I was carrying around that had been done to me. And when Jesus Christ came into my life, he took 
all of that luggage off of my shoulders, off of my back. It was like chains literally being released. And I experienced, and I still experience daily, the freedom from the weight of all of that sin. And I don't say sin like just the ugly things that I did, but the things that were done to me, those that was sin. It was somebody else's sin, but their sin had a consequence in my life and in my heart. And, and when I gave my life to Christ and he began to work in my life, it was truly that physical weight being lifted. And that is what redemption is to me. Absolutely. And you made me just think of when you talked about sin and how the sin of what happened to you, but it wasn't your sin, it was somebody else's. But the truth is for many of us who experience sexual abuse, shame gets into the core root of our self-belief system. And we take responsibility for somebody else's action. We intermingle shame and guilt. Shame gets into the identity of who we are. Guilt says we have done something wrong and we intermingle those. So we say we did something wrong. Therefore, I am dirty and I am broken and I am no good. And we carry the weight of somebody else's sin. And I love that you express that, that Jesus took away that weight, that weight of your shame of your sin, but also the shame of somebody else's sin that was done to you. That's just powerful. And I think how many women are listening to us right now are grappling with that right now, that they are carrying the shame and the guilt and the responsibility of somebody else's action that it's not theirs to carry. Right. It's so that is so true. Yeah. Now, in your book, Unwanted No More, you describe your encounter with your mom on her deathbed. So we are fast forwarding past. I mean, you told us here at the beginning about what happened growing up. In your book, you describe that encounter with your mom, which was so powerful. And girl, I was literally right there with you, tears in my uh -huh. eyes thinking, oh my goodness. And you share how you came face to face with years of pure, unrestrained hurt, anger, unforgiveness. Could you share with us what that experience was like and, and why the power of forgiveness is so important to you? Absolutely. And so I knew you were going to ask me this, and this is such a hard thing for me to describe because it was miraculous. Like at this point, mm. Kristen, I was not even yet a believer. And so I had no true understanding of forgiveness in that season of my life. I walked in to see my mom before she died, really with the intention of just saying, you know what? Go to hell. I don't love you. I hate you. I was so full of the venom of hatred in my heart for my mom. And so when I walk into that room and I saw her and cancer had eaten her body, literally every piece of her, she no longer physically resembled my mom. And all I can say is even before I knew Christ as my Lord and Savior, yeah. he cleansed my heart of all of that bitterness that I had towards my mom. And when I looked at my mom, I saw her for the broken, hurting person that she was. And God absolutely restored our relationship in that moment. And it was just, it was a miracle. And again, I, I really can't give you like the steps of how that happened. He just broke my heart 
from my broken mom. And it was a gift that I didn't know for many years that I didn't even recognize the power of that gift he gave me that day until many years later when I am a believer and I no longer had that burden. Because if my mom would have died with all that anger and hatred that I had in my heart. And many women, many, many people don't get that gift of forgiveness like I was given. And so my heart breaks for them and their loved ones are gone and they're still holding on to that. I, I want to encourage them to trust God with their pain, even if they don't know what that looks like or, or what it feels like, because I can assure you I didn't, but God doesn't need our understanding for him to be powerful in our lives, if that makes any sense. Because I'm telling you in that moment, I did not understand forgiveness, but God gave it to me anyways, because he knew the weight of that unforgiveness and in the poison that it would have in my life if I didn't experience true forgiveness for my mom. And it also allowed me the freedom to recognize that my mom wasn't all evil. Like, literally up to this point, I only saw the bad things that my mom did. But in truth, my mom was unhealthy. And so a lot of the things that she did, not justifying any of the ugly things that she did, please hear me in that. But she always had this unhealthy rationalization of why she allowed things to happen. And so God just opened my eyes to see and to be able to love her and forgive her fully before she passed away. And I'm so eternally grateful for that gift. And really, that brings up that point of because I can look back in my life before Jesus, BC days versus after C days of just experiencing times where I look back and I think, oh God, you were there to save me. There was a time uh, we were in a, um, a car, almost car accident, went up on the side of an embankment and it should have gone over and I would have been crushed. And somehow it righted itself and we went on our way. And another time out in the ocean, I should have drowned. And um, I heard a voice say, swim along the shore. And I wasn't even a believer. I knew, I look back now and it's like, I know without a shadow of a doubt that was Jesus because he knew, God knew the plan he had for me. God knew the plan he had for you, BJ. And God knows the plan that he has for each and every listener that his plan is good and his plan is to bless us, to use us and to minister to us and minister through us. And it's a good plan. It's a plan of blessing. And there's that scripture that talks about, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to bless you, to prosper you, not to harm you. And that scripture so often is quoted, somebody graduates, they get a a card with that scripture. The truth is, when those words were spoken as a prophetic word, Israel was in captivity to Babylon. And they, it was a horrible, horrendous time for them. They were broken, they were hurting. And here God comes in and gives them a promise. I have a plan for you. And I think of the woman listening right now who is struggling and maybe your life, you're trying to get yourself on track and you just feel like your emotions are out of control. Maybe you have that unforgiveness. Maybe you've carried the burden of pain towards um, unforgiveness towards somebody in your family or the person that abused you. Maybe you're struggling in your marriage and struggling in relationships and trusting with people in general because of the abuse that has happened to you. And I just want to give you a word of hope that God has a plan for you. And that plan 
is to bless you and to pour into you and it's to use you and it's to give you a life that is filled with joy and peace and his presence. And the hard thing is how do we get from being in captivity to what happened to us, to getting to a place where we're fully restored and have that redemption story and we're able to to walk into the fullness of who God created us to be, not what our experience tells us who our value is. So I just love and appreciate your openness, BJ, of talking about that experience with your mom. And you're right, God gave you a gift. That was truly a gift right there. With your life experience, your background in women's ministry and where God has brought you today, what are two or three things that you can share with our listeners as they begin their journey of healing? Start with addressing the fact that that almost every single woman that I get to counsel with thinks that she's alone. She feels like she's the only woman sitting in her pew in church feeling these things, harboring these emotions, dealing with the pain and the consequences of the trauma that she's experienced and hopefully has come out of in her life. And so first off, you are not alone. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned earlier, one in four women have been sexually abused in their lifetime. So the next time you're in church, just begin counting. Well, let me tell you, those numbers are the same for women who have struggled with abortion in their past, one in four, depending on which statistic you read. Some say one in three for both of those. Mm -hmm. Realistically, one in four women are hurting and they're doing it with the same silent face mask that you're wearing every Sunday or whatever day you meet for church. So you're not alone. Next, I want to just encourage you to find a safe place, a safe person to begin sharing your secrets. Maybe it's your spouse. You know, for me, for many years, my own husband did not even know the trauma from my childhood. And so he was one of the first ones that God really led me to tell. And I was terrified to do that. But the healing that came just from voicing the trauma that I had experienced, that healing, that healing power is immediate. Now, it wasn't complete, I assure you that, but that was the first step, just telling somebody, and maybe it's not your spouse, maybe you can't do that yet, maybe it's a best friend, maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a stranger, maybe you contact me or Kristen through our websites and you just send an email anonymously, like whatever you have to do to get that burden out, I encourage you to start with that. And, and cry out to God. You know, like one of the things I say, my God has big shoulders. The Lord gave me a husband with super big, sexy shoulders. And so I'm like, you know, but kind of our joke is like, he's got big shoulders. He can take it. And God is God. Like he has the biggest shoulders. He can take it. He can take your anger. He can take your fear, your frustrations, get mad at him, yell at him. He's God. And then you allow him to begin to work in your life. And you will be amazed because God loves you so much. There is nothing you can do that would make him love you less. Nothing that's been done to you will make him love you less. He does not see you as the dirty little girl that you have stuck in your mind's eye of who you are. He sees you as the beautiful princess that he created. And he wants to use every piece of your 
ugly for his kingdom's purpose. So cry out to him. And then the last thing I would just share is that when triggers begin to happen, because we all have them, sometimes it's a smell, sometimes it's a sound, sometimes it's just walking down at a Walmart or Target aisle and something just like hits you. When those triggers happen, remember who you are today, not who you were, not where you've come from, not what was done to you, not what you've done to yourself, but who you are today in Jesus Christ. Sometimes you have to just, you know, I I remember a season in my life where I literally was begging God for that next breath. Like I could not function. I hurt so bad and I had so much ugly in me, so much pain that I literally was like, God, you got to help me take the next breath and then the next breath and the next breath. And now here I am 10 years later sharing my story publicly, offering the same hope to some other woman who might just be in that moment where the idea of telling anyone just paralyzes you. All you have to do is cry out to God and he will give you that next breath, that next step. And he is faithful. He loves you, my sweet friends. And he does not want you carrying this burden alone. He died on the cross to pay for all of our burdens, all of all sin, my sin and the sin that was committed against me. He died for that. And it is not my job to carry it around. He purchased every ounce of the ugly things done to me and that I have done to myself so that I could live in freedom. And he did the same thing for each of your listeners. What powerful and important words of wisdom that you've just shared. And when you talk about finding a safe place to begin sharing your secrets in my book, Healing for Our Soul Gardens, one of the things that I talk about in the chapter of shame is the keys to breaking shame in our life. And the very first thing is to bring it to the light, is to tell somebody else, In the scripture, when it talks about when God tells Moses, everywhere that your feet go, I am giving you that land. And that is what happens when we begin to speak to safe people, because we don't have good boundaries. So we got to find those safe people. When we begin to tell those safe people our story, we are taking territory back of our life. We are going back into the enemy's camp and we are saying, no, I am taking back this part of my life. No, I'm taking back this part of my life. And one by one, shame begins to crumble. So I love those words of wisdom that you have to share. And I know your favorite one scripture, Psalms 147.3 is one that has a lot of meaning for you. It says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And I'm thinking about the listeners right now who can relate to parts of your story of the pain and brokenness that you went through the abuse, the unforgiveness towards your mom, the unhealthy choices you made from a place of great pain. In these last couple of minutes that we have here, could you pray for these women that are listening to us today? Could you say a prayer for them in closing? Absolutely. It'd be an honor. Lord, Heavenly Father, Jesus, we love you. God, and I know that there are so many women listening to this show today that are hurting and maybe they relate to all of my story or to just pieces of my story but what we know is that brokenness is universal and maybe their pain looks different than my pain or their shame looks different than my shame but I promise you it all hurts 
the same. God, give them the courage to find just one person to reach out to. Open that door for them to begin that healing journey to becoming fully restored. God, assure in their hearts that you have a plan and a purpose for every single thing that they have experienced. And that doesn't mean that you caused it or even that you allowed it, but God, that you will not waste it. Father, give them the strength to be strong in who you are and who you are calling them to be. And God, please heal their broken hearts. God, I know how scary it is. And I remember when I was first a Christian, Lord, just crying out to you like and being angry with you because you were God. And I could not understand why you did not stop some of the evil things that I had experienced in my life. And God, now I'm truly in a season of life where I thank you for every single detail of my story. Because it's because of those details that I'm here today with my friend Kristen sharing on this broadcast to I don't even know how many women who need to know that you love them and that you are a perfect, holy God that will redeem their stories just like you redeemed ours. You will heal their hearts just like you healed ours. And I thank you for that, God. I love you. I praise you. I thank you for my friendship with Kristen. And God, I pray for this podcast to just go to the ends of the earth, offering hope and healing and bringing full restoration to those who are broken. God, we praise you for this story, for the stories that are going to be impacted by your word, by your love, and by your grace. And it's in your holy name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen. Amen. So how can people connect with you online and purchase your book? Because I'm sure there are women that are listening thinking, I can relate to her. Thank you. Well, the easiest way is probably just directly through my website, which is bjgarrett.com, B-J-G-A-R-R-E-T-T.com. You can get information about my book there, about speaking opportunities. All of that is on my website, but then also any, you know, normal book selling place, you know, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, Redemption Press, my publisher, all of those places have both my book and the one that we were contributing authors to for the She Writes for Him. And so you can buy the ebook, the Kindle version, or the, or the paperback. Great. Well, thank you, BJ, for joining us today. Our show notes and all the links shared with us today can be found at my website, podcast.fullyrestored.love. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all of our shows. We would appreciate it if you would leave a rating as well on whatever platform you're listening to us on. I would love to stay connected with you as well. So be sure to find me on Instagram at author Kristen Klaus or on my Facebook. Facebook page at author Kristen Klaus. I hope you enjoyed this episode today and that God infused some hope into you today. Remember friends, nothing or no one is beyond restoration with Jesus.